0: The Great Radio from America, WTWW. Broadcasting from an expansive field just outside of Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, USA. With miles of wires and thousands of volts. We transmit worldwide. WTWW, Lebanon, Tennessee, United States of America.
1: Welcome to the Digicom Cafe, located at the intersection of faith and technology. We hope you enjoy your cafe experience where we cater to your digital and spiritual appetites, and build interest in the amateur radio hobby, one story at a time. Please stand by as we get ready to launch this episode of Radio on the Rocks. You are about to listen to a Radio on the Rocks cafe cast. With your host, Denny J, K5DCC, in the Digicom Cafe Communications Network. Enjoy Denny's reality radio activities of the day, including cafe news and updates, on-air contacts on satellites, and conversations on a myriad of RF and digital communications platforms. Including guest interviews of amateur radio operators from around the world. So, pull up a chair, enjoy some cafe on ice. And fill up your glass with some Radio on the Rocks.
2: Welcome to the Digicom Cafe and another episode of Radio on the Rocks. Today's Cafe Cast interview occurred on December 3rd, 2019, in the Digicom Cafe Communications Network with Rick, WY4X of Fort Valley, Georgia. Uh, I met Rick on AMSAT satellite AO 92 today and decided to give him a call and see if he'd be willing to share with us some of his experiences. I think you're going to really enjoy this CafeCast interview. Stand by as we give him a call. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Rick, Denny here.
3: Oh, hi, Denny. Uh, How are you today?
2: I'm doing great. It was sure good to work you on the bird this morning. You sounded great.
3: Well, uh, it was great to work you, and I I had eight contacts on that path. Yeah, you were busy. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I I called one guy. I called some guy up in Canada, and everybody else called me. It was great, and I I really need this because... uh, I'm going in the hospital tomorrow. Oh no! Oh um, well, well, I'm 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 told that it's a well, I know that it's a very very common procedure. I've never had any procedures before.
2: Yeah. I've
3: never been in the hospital for anything before except broken bones and stuff. And um, you know, uh, so I know the kind of guy you are. Um, you know, whatever happens. It's all good, if you know what I mean. Right. Well, um, but I'm just I'm just not ready to go. <laughs> How old are you? I'm sixty-two, so I'm just a damn kid. Yeah, I'm sixty,
2: going on sixty-eight here this month.
3: And yeah, uh, I mean, I.
2: Go on, please. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, we will definitely be keeping you in our prayers, and as you know, that's what we're all about here, in the
3: Digicom yeah, Cafe. And I, and I appreciate that. And I, yeah, and I, I. Uh, I appreciate that. I You can never have enough prayers and everything. But um, I'm just not that really a big uh, computer guy um, right. as far as social media and stuff, you know. Right. So every time somebody sends something, and i got to respond, and i got to spend time on social media instead of, uh,
2: damn, radio, where I like to be. <laughs> yes, I understand. Well, I have been through some of those things myself. I had cancer uh, many years ago.
1: Oh, and uh, had, yeah. had yeah. surgery. Made
2: I made it. Fortunately, I didn't have to have chemo. But I'll tell you what, the emails and uh, things that I received from people back in that uh, experience in my life just uh, made it a wonderful experience. I had no fear. No I, the shock of hearing the cancer, you know, the C word uh, kind of hit me hard yeah. for a day or two. And I was quite young, actually, at the time. I was in my 40s. And uh, but, you know, I just picked it up and said, "Lord, what have you got in store for me here? i'm uh, I'm not going to worry about it. You've got good people in my life, good doctors. And so I just trusted the lord and And everything worked out fine, And it ended up becoming a real blessing, getting that wonderful support from people from all over the world. Wow. And I'm, I'm sure you're going to have that good same story. experience.
3: Well, yeah, this is just a minor thing. I mean, I, I may end up getting a couple of stents or something like that. But it's, it's oh, yeah. just the heart. The heart's uh, not not working quite as well as what it might. I, I've just got some blockage, and I like yep. say, I guess it's it's not a big deal. But I, you know, I I have chest pains occasionally, and uh,
2: yeah, sounds familiar. Pleasant, I know. had a triple yeah. bypass uh, four years ago. Oh my! And the doctor uh-huh. said, uh, "You you're lucky. You have good heart pain. It Gives you a good warning." And uh, they were gonna put they were gonna put stents in me too. And uh, the doctor got in there. and He says, "Uh oh, I'm not doing any more here. I'll lose you on the table." I was 100% blocked on both both sides. And so they oh said, my. "Do you need to pack your bags and get up to Springfield? And uh, we're gonna set you up with uh, a doctor up there, and you're gonna have open heart surgery. We gotta fix this, or you won't be around much longer." So
3: I got a second lease on life, and I'm loving it. Good for you. Good for you. Congratulations. I'm happy for you.
2: Yeah. Thanks. Well, my dad died of a heart attack at 49. Massive heart attack. Oh, my mom died of stroke at 66. So my history's not good. That's awfully young. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is very young. But I'll tell you, I'm sure uh, enjoying my retirement here with the the wonderful hobby that we've got, and I'm meeting so many cool people like yourself. Um, How long have you been licensed? 50 years or plus. Yeah. I just oh, got. Oh, no. See and, see, and you still have such an incredible passion for it. Oh, I love it. And I got lots I, of time. It, it is a wonderful hobby. It is. A, a,
0: yeah.
3: And I, I just retired last December.
2: Oh, congratulations. And
3: I'll tell you, oh, thank you. Yeah. Every day when I get up, it's like, I've got another day to play radio. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I sent, well, I, I'm looking at a, at a track. Have you ever seen the tracks that look like a million dollar bill? Yes. Okay. So I send one of those out with every QSO card. Ah, good for you. You're bold. And well, you know, that's just what you have to do. Right. Y- you really do. I mean, uh I've never gotten any messages back, you know, don't waste my time with this stuff or anything like that. I just I just feel it's the right thing to do. Right. And you know, uh it is the million-dollar question, you know. Uh, it is what, what's going to happen when you when you punch out. So, uh, yeah, well, good I good for I, I you. Like to do that.
2: Well, are you a member so, of my, uh, my uh, Digicom Cafe Facebook group by chance?
3: Well, I am. Good, I, I, I am. And you you posted uh, you posted something I didn't see it because I, I I'm not on Facebook every day. Right. Um, but when I worked, I I was I worked for the Department of Defense. I was very very in touch with everything going on in the world news wise and and now I just want to relax and enjoy what time the lord's going to give me right without all the politics and everything you know
2: exactly well you I hope, understand hopefully you've read through like my intro on on our uh, Facebook group and you see that we have many many platforms that uh, we are on under the Digicom Cafe branded uh, name and yeah. Digicom Cafe you know what that stands for don't you Digital, uh, digital no. Communications Christian Amateur Fellowship. So well, I, yeah, I clearly yeah, I read, state... I did read that. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I clearly state that in our About section there. And every once in a while, someone will get out there, hey, no religion in politics. And I say, well, that's not true. There are many religious <laughs> and faith-based groups in amateur radio. Uh, but what we don't tolerate here is drama and politics and arguing and dissension. Uh, I've clearly stated yeah. up front that we are a Christian amateur fellowship, and uh, it's a buffet. There's a lot of stuff here in amateur radio, and I just say, hey, everyone's welcome. Radio or no radio, license or no license, faith or no faith. But we will not tolerate uh-huh. drama and politics here. So if you're going to argue yeah, and no, no, fight about yeah, it, uh, yeah, I, find someplace else. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's 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 just a good way to have it, because... Uh, uh,
2: to me, it's, yeah, it's all about a kind and loving God. And the Bible says it was the kindness and love of God that leads us to repentance or to change our life. And so if we in humility share our faith without judging others, allow them their space to share their faith, if they have any or not, in a gracious way, you know, we say this is where we we come to listen, acknowledge, and share. Uh, We just want to uh, have a fellowship, and in the true nature of amateur radio, uh, build international goodwill. And we're all
3: different. We come from different cultures and
2: backgrounds, and so we have over a 1,000... Well,
3: o- international goodwill among among hams is something that uh, has always been a good thing. Yeah. I yep. mean, re- regardless of, you know, uh, religion and politics and all that kind of stuff, I mean, our community uh, has always, you know, historically been, you know, just a friendly bunch of folks.
2: Yep. And so I've stressed what we want here in the cafe is a culture of kindness. If you can't, you know, buy into that, go somewhere else. If you like to argue and fight about politics and religion or just be uh, a mean old man here in Ham Radio, go somewhere else. This is my group, and I I, I call the shots.
3: uh, Well, they have a a different program now, but you remember the official observer program Uh that the ARRL had? Sure. Well, I was the Georgia, I was the Georgia State coordinator for that program.
2: Okay. Wonderful. And
3: uh, well, but I it exposed me to a lot of negative stuff in ham radio that I wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise. Right. Because I'm really a CW guy and and you know, in CW there's just not a lot of abusive stuff. I mean, people are there because they really like what they're doing and you just don't have uh, the issues that you have on phone like uh well, like uh fourteen three one three uh that's been going on for decades oh decades, right decades. yeah, since I got in ham radio in the seventies, I remember herbie down in the Caribbean and some others, and then uh I wouldn't have been exposed to probably any of that had I not been asked to do that uh that thing for the ABLE r l and uh. One. Wonderful. Yeah, there's a few frequencies where there's a lot of issues, but uh, for the most part, it's uh, it's a bunch of good good folks. Yep, I'm very impressed with the folks on
2: the satellite. Of course, I know they do many other different kinds of birds and maybe some linears too. You probably do too, huh? I I do. Um, do you do linear birds? I haven't gotten that point yet. I just got into this a couple months ago as a result of an interview I had with uh, K9EI. You know, uh, down there, Michael down in Texas. And uh, okay. he went into um, that aspect of what he's passionate about in radio and just uh, really piqued my curiosity. So I started out with well, an <laughs> HT and a whip, and I made a couple contacts, and I was hooked. So now I've got an well, it, arrow. Well, an and,
3: HT and a whip, yeah. I mean, when, when, when it gets that simple, with an HT and a whip, and you, you realize what you just do, you just talk to a satellite that's, you yeah. know, three to 400 miles above the Earth. Yeah. That's pretty cool stuff. It is. I well, used to be in satellites decades ago. Oh, you did. Uh, I mean, back we used to, Yeah, I mean, I mean, like back in the eighties and nineties, you know, we had Oscar ten and we had Oscar thirteen, and those were in elliptical orbits. Do you know about those? Uh, I'm am
2: st- still learning about some of that stuff, uh, but I know that the AO ninety two are going opposite directions. And
3: well, yeah, but but these these satellites. So these were not low. The AO ten and AO thirteen were not low Earth orbiting satellites they were in an elliptical orbit and they would go out several thousand kilometers wow and you know, yeah you could work dx i mean you could you could be on there for hours working europe and and you know parts of asia depending on you know what where the footprint of the bird was it was incredible now those are gone unfortunately. Right. And these um these Leo birds are fun, but um you know the analog the analog transponders are are nice because you can have a lot of people on the on the satellite at the same time. Right. But it's just a little bit more complicated um right. dealing with the sideband and all that kind of stuff, you know, but uh, right. it's a lot of fun. I, I I I I actually have I'm not, I don't have my I was living in Illinois when I had my big satellite antennas and the Cubex this and that and but I do have an azimuth elevation rotor with a a quad it's a it's a dual band quad antenna uh, right now and um, I use an ICOM 9700 and uh, it's just a ball I I just got into it again in July
1: okay. no May
3: it was May this past May. I hadn't been on the satellites for probably the better part of 20 years, hmm. and uh, I'm I'm happy to be back. I'm just having a ball.
2: Yeah, it's a great group of guys, and uh, I'm just getting started. I, I use two UV-82s, so I'm doing full duplex with my arrow, and I, I get in really wow. solid. I'm, I use my iPhone with uh, one of the apps on there that shows me the uh, direction, elevation, all that stuff, and I just mounted it to the boom of my arrow, and uh, man, it just works. i I just follow the uh, the guide on there, and it points right at it, and I get in almost all the time. Yeah. Although there's some times where great. it gets really uh, noisy and weak, and I'm thinking, is that caused by the satellite changing position, where maybe one band is the the antenna is like pointing directly at me, not broadside, but from the end or something, and it can't uh, pick it up very well. Yeah, the satellite
3: the satellites rolling. Yeah. They're they're rolling as they as they move and. Yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, if you have circularly polarized antennas, it, it somewhat compensates for that. But, uh, yeah, when the satellite's rolling and it's in the wrong spot, it's just a rough copy, yeah.
2: Yeah, because I've seen sometimes where, like, AO-91 or 92 are just, I, I'm just booming in. I hear myself clear every time, and then another time, I can't get in to save my
3: soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, well, I, I guess I... Yeah, I actually did. I, I had that same experience the other day, and it was the first time that had happened. I had to go outside and make sure that the wind had not uh, right actually, because uh, my antennas are on a, uh, they're just on a pipe. But I have the asthma elevation rotor on a pipe that's in a little bit, of, and I mean a little bit of concrete. Uh, and they're just, you know, like five feet off the ground. Oh, okay. And I have had, if I get some substantial winds, there's a possibility that that whole thing could, just kind of move a little bit and no longer be pointed uh, where it needs to be pointed until I readjust it. You know, it's happened once or twice.
2: Huh? Well, I haven't got to uh, that point. Yeah, the
3: satellites are so much fun.
2: They are. And have you ever done any roving? I I hear a lot of guys going out there roving.
3: Well, no. Um, It's something that I I want to do. I just haven't done it yet because I haven't been feeling real good. I mean, well, yeah. I'm having a fairly good day right now, but I mean, it. This all started it just in the last couple months.
0: Um, oh.
3: I turned sixty-two in September, and um, you know, I just kind of noticed that I'd been a little bit out of breath, uh, more so yep. than what I'd been accustomed to, and I didn't have really any sharp chest pains or anything right. like that, but I. I thought, you know, I'm getting old. Let me go uh let me go get go to see a cardiologist. And I did and I did a, a stress test and an echocardiogram and uh you know, he said there's blockage. I said, Well, you know, I'm planning to go to Florida for a month. Um uh can I do that? And he says, Yeah, this isn't real urgent. He says, uh you know, just go ahead and make arrangements when yeah. you get back. So So yeah. uh, I uh I uh I came back from, from Florida and called his office and made arrangements and I would have been in there last week, but he was—he was—he only does the uh, the procedures on Wednesdays, and uh, sure, well, it, he was taken off for Thanksgiving. So, well, but anyway, I when I feel better, and I'm going to feel better after tomorrow, uh, I plan to do some roving. Um, you know, one of the reasons that I got all those calls this morning. There's only two of us in this grid square that do satellites. Oh, um, you're DX. There's. Uh, there's well, yeah, I guess <laughs> the 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 grid square just south of us is even uh even, you know, less common. I uh, there's I don't really I got to look online and see if I can find anybody down there. I don't, that does satellites, but I'm planning on rolling down there because I know a couple people that need uh, need that grid square. So I'm going to roam. Um Very cool. I thought uh uh Super Cazola there uh Kevin uh when, you know he roamed uh, uh this past weekend and he you know went to a park in that particular good square and had a table set up he had his 9700 sitting there running off batteries and he was using an arrow and it worked uh, it seemed to work real well for him he got a lot of contacts
2: so the Icom 9700 that's satellite radio or just a general sideband
3: no it's a, it's a it's a dual band all mode radio. Actually, you know, it's it's not a dual dual band. It's a tri band radio. It's uh, it's uh, two meters, seventy centimeters, and one point two gigahertz.
2: Oh, centimeters. And some of that is used also and, on uh, satellites, isn't it? One point two.
3: Well, yeah, not not too much, not too much. Um, actually, AO ninety two, the bird that we were on this morning, um, they switch it to. Uh, lv mode occasionally and uh when they do that uh you know it's basically it's it's up up on 1.2 gigahertz um they usually send a little AMSAT bulletin out when they're going to do that um and i it might be tomorrow uh i, I think wednesdays it, it's not common for me to get an email from AMSAT that says uh, AO92 is going to be in the uh, LV mode, which is, uh, you know, instead of going up on uh, 70 centimeters, it's up on uh, 1267. Okay. But I haven't seen that yet today, so I don't know if they're going to do it this week or not.
2: I just started getting the email uh, notifications of the AMSAT news thing, and uh, in fact, I sent out a request for permission to actually do an audio version of that on my podcast, and they said, by all means, oh. yeah, that'd be great. To help us out that way, too. So I think I'm going to start reading some of those main stories on there on the podcast from the AMSAT bulletin, news bulletin.
3: Well, tell me about your podcast. So, how long have you been doing it? And uh, Well, I started. Just about satellite stuff? Oh, no. Rather well, than some. <laughs> Other than some, you know, uh, you know, scriptural—well, not so sort of scriptural stuff, but spiritual
2: kind of stuff. Well, it mainly started out as just me wanting to tell people stories in ham radio. Uh, I, I started it, uh-huh. uh, called it Radio on the Rocks. Actually, I started the Digicom Cafe. It's my virtual cafe. It's uh, my buffet of all kinds of ham radio. Uh, platforms, digital. I was big in digital, you know, for quite a while. Still am, but uh, decided to come back to some of the traditional things like uh, CW. like I know you're a fan of that. Also, uh, yeah. you know, sideband and things. So anyway, what I started doing was just uh, interviewing hams, having them tell their story of how they got in the hobby and what they're passionate about. And I uh, very quickly uh, amassed quite a library of stories. Well, then I decided uh, after getting into the satellite stuff, and I'd like to do a little uh, audio a day of my favorite pastime, where I record uh, the pass and have some uh, intro and some comments afterwards. And now I've decided I'd like to actually interview people that I have contact with on the satellites to help build interest in uh, AMSAT. And uh, my other podcast, uh, I changed the name for marketing purposes to be more searchable Digicom Cafe A Ham Radio Buffet. And uh, basically, it's uh, reality radio, just experiencing what I experience throughout my day. I record uh, interviews, I record nets, I record uh, all kinds of activities, and uh, close it out with a devotional with um, from my friend uh, K1BAD, and uh, his name is Mellow, And uh, just kind of make it a general uh, way for people to find out about ham radio, if they, if they do a search or or maybe even hams uh, do a search on some of the podcasting platforms for ham radio. They'll find us. And uh, if they've lost interest, maybe it'll, you know, spur some more interest and get them involved, get them radioactive. But uh, the whole thing is just uh, to make radio fun again. And it's fun for me. I don't care if a whole lot of people listen to it or not, but it seems to be growing. In fact, uh, we just had a great interview with Eric from QSO today last week. I uh, interviewed him Well, actually, it's more of a QSO, and uh, if you've ever listened to his, his are very organized, very thorough, and uh, he basically lays out all the questions ahead of time for them to prepare for, and then uh, does a thorough job of marketing it. So anyway, this was out of the box for him, as he said, off the rails to just have this relaxed conversation. (laughs) He enjoyed it so much, he said, "Could, could I use this on my podcast? I said, absolutely. So he just shared that in this last week's episode. just came out uh, Saturday afternoon. So uh, I'm all about building up others. I want to promote what others are doing. I I love WTWW Shortwave, so I promote them. Uh, Ham Test Online is uh, what I use to get my extra class. So I interviewed uh, John and his uh, wife, who passed away here recently. And uh, I use his uh, commercials to promote what he's doing. He's got a, a... ad on his page i've already gotten well over a half a million uh, views on it so uh, we just wow we just help to promote others and uh, maybe others could uh, you know use my platform to promote their nets uh, i work with anchor.fm that's my podcast platform and we have a voice message feature where someone could just click on the button and introduce themselves and uh, announce their net or their activity and i'll put it in the podcast still trying to get people to use that but Anyway, just uh, having fun building interest in amateur radio and uh, being who I am, you know, as a man of faith, unashamed of the gospel.
3: That's uh, that's absolutely fantastic. Get up. Just got an AO91 pass right now. Looks like it's going to be about 37 degrees here. Um, well, that sounds pretty awesome. Um, I am also a shortwave listener. I listen to WTWW um, as well as uh, WRMI and... Uh, a couple other stateside broadcasters. And I I mean I well, like, you know, we're around the same age. I mean, we grew up in a short wave age. I mean I don't know if you did shortwave listening when you were a kid, but good grief. I would spend hours listening to news from uh Radio South Africa, um Swiss Radio International, Radio Moscow, Kiev uh Sweden, Norway on Sundays. uh... Um, they only have had an English broadcast on Sundays. Uh the Deutsche Welle, and of course the BBC. Uh actually had the BBC on yesterday afternoon for a few minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I was listening to them on uh eleven uh decimal six seventy. But yeah, grew up just loving that shortwave stuff and then uh you know, got licensed, and uh, boy, it's just been a it's been a fun ride ever since. I've met some wonderful people from all over the world.
2: Yeah, it's it, an
3: incredible hobby.
2: It is, it is. And I uh, didn't listen to uh, shortwave when I was a kid. Uh, I actually got into the hobby through the uh, influence of our electronics teacher at school. He said, uh, how many of you would uh, like to get some extra credit? I'll help you get your amateur radio license. And uh, in the process, oh. you'll learn electronics. And when you get that, you can be part of our amateur radio club. They had some Drake gear and a TA-33 up on the roof at the school. And so half a dozen of us did it and got our novice tickets. And very quickly thereafter, got our general ticket. And uh, been a ham ever since. Nice and just loved it. it. But I like uh, WTWW I'm, because, uh, as you know, uh, the guys who own that are a uh, Christian family. And they're not ashamed to share the gospel too. But offering the uh, old music of the '60s is a great way to bring people in, and you know, (laughs) it's. I just, I just love it. It is.
3: Yeah, you you mentioned Drake equipment. I'm sitting at a desk full of Drake equipment right now.
2: Really, is that what you
3: use? Yeah. Uh, Well, um, I use a whole bunch of stuff. I so I'm sitting. I'm just happen to move across the room because my satellite position uh, with a satellite computer tracking computer. Azimuth Elevation Rotor Control computer interface for the Azimuth Elevation rotor, control Power Supply, 9700 are all over at this little stand. It's kind of on a stand, a multi-level stand. But the desk that's right next to that is uh, full of uh, Drake equipment, and, uh, of a 4B line, uh, a, a TR4 and an L4B amplifier. That's my 1970s station. My 1960s station is a Collins KWM2A with a 312B5 external VFO and a 30L1 uh amplifier. And then my 50s desk is a EF Johnson Viking Ranger AM CW transmitter and the receiver is a National NC 300 receiver. Hmm. My primary desk that I'm going back to now, uh, just to get away from the click of the uh, relays in the uh, uh, azimuth elevation rotor, because it's following AO91 right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm seeing it too. It's an ICOM. Uh, it's an ICOM uh, 7700, um, and that's about it. Cool. Well, I started out with an old yep. SX24
2: receiver and a homemade breadboard transmitter. And then from there, uh, (laughs) I got into the Drake. And uh, later on in my uh, ham radio career, I built my own Heathkit setup SB 102, SB 200 linear, Mm. 630 station console. I did it in three days. I was afraid to turn it on. Harbor Collins. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I had that for many years. I
3: loved that radio. But
1: how did you get uh, into the hobby?
3: How did I get into the hobby? Yeah. Well, I was just well. I I didn't have any mentors. I didn't have any mentors, um, I, I didn't have any mentors uh, as far as ham radio goes. I, you know, I was uh, I was a shortwave junkie, and um, I listened to uh, all those international broadcasters. And then uh, I expressed. Uh, I told my dad, who was uh, he had been a shortwave listener growing up on the farm and he built some antennas and stuff, but he never got his amateur ticket. And, uh, I told him I was interested in, in becoming a radio amateur. And, uh, he, uh, he knew where he worked with a fellow whose son was a, was a ham. And, uh, one weekend, one Saturday morning, he took me, uh, out to about 30 miles to, uh, to their home. And, uh, uh, this, uh, this kid, he was actually a young engineer uh took me in a ham shack and fired up his gear and uh he had a yeah, it's probably a fifty foot tower to me at the time is at that age it looked like it was like ten thousand feet tall, you know. <laughs> but um he swung the beam toward Europe and uh, you know, had a couple of quick QSOs uh with uh with, with some fellows from Europe and uh I was hooked. I was just absolutely hooked and I was already an electronic, uh, you know, experimenter, just building little things, gadgets and that kind of stuff. Um, so from there, uh, I just, uh, you know, I got a book. I got, uh, as a matter of fact, I have a copy of that book right here in, my, in front of me. It's the Radio Amateur Handbook, not the one by the R L. This was done by Robert Hertzberg, W2DJJ, and this one I have right here is copyright 1964 and I read that book and I studied that book and I read that book and I studied and I studied and I studied and uh, I went to the FCC and I took a test and got a license and the rest is history my whole life has been you know working uh, you know in and around electronics you know unfortunately you know manage managing programs because you know you only touch the stuff for so long and then you get knocked in the management, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I love the stuff. I really do. I, the job I just retired from, uh, I managed all of the instrument, uh, landing systems and tack ends and all the, all the navigational systems, uh, around, uh, the country for the uh, United States air force reserve. Wow. So, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily hands-on. I had a very thorough knowledge of all that stuff, and I would evaluate the people that worked on it and do technical inspections of the systems to make sure that they were working like they were supposed to. But hmm. I didn't work on it myself, you know.
2: Sure. Well, in your experience with ham radio, uh, have you received any awards, you know, like worked all countries, worked all states? Have you been big in some of that stuff?
3: I'm not a paper chaser. <laughs> Me neither. However, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a DXCC. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's hanging over the Collins stuff. Um, and I've got, you know, I've got other certificates and things. But I, I just, I've got to tell you, so, you know, uh, about satellites. I Back in the day when I was working Oscar... Uh, 10 and oscar 13 those satellites that were in the elliptical orbits i mean you just worked dx i mean that was it was like nothing it was like you and i talking right now you had big antennas big satellite antennas with a lot of gain you had downlink converters uh at the antenna to boost up the signal uh you know coming into the shack, so you could hear what was going on but the bottom line was you could work lots and lots at DX, and I never, ever thought about uh, working grid squares. You just, that just never occurred to me. Grid squares were for people that that uh, did, you know, UHF and VHF sideband, terrestrial sideband. Um, I have started collecting grid squares. Uh, when I first got back on the birds back in May, um, didn't think about it much. It was just it was just kind of exciting to get on the uh satellite and make a contact or two but um I, I just the excitement that all of the other people have about grid squares i guess i've I've been bitten by the bug so i'm uh, I'm actually collecting grid squares now oh you know i I'm probably only gonna be serious about it until I get my v u c c which is one hundred and i'm about uh maybe three quarters of the way there, pardon me, um but uh maybe not even quite there yet, but uh i mean these guys some there's i guess there's four hundred and eighty eight uh on the continental uh you know uh north America, and uh you know some guys i mean <laughs> when they get four hundred and eighty seven of them, they uh they get pretty antsy about getting that last one, you know,
2: <laughs> I'll bet well it seems that, uh, it seems it's, like it's, it's the exciting. same it seems like it's the same guys out there though how many active satellite uh, ops are there?
3: Well, I don't know um, Of course you got to remember a lot of guys they're 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 working every day they're only on on weekends uh, or maybe a nighttime pass uh, you know if they haven't brought work home from them I don't know how many it is it is a lot of the same people um and I some of these guys uh, you really gotta you know bless their heart because they do some serious roaming um i i the calls don't come to mind but there's there's well i can tell you what I probably have uh i can look right here because i've I've got one of those little uh maps did have you uh have you done that spreadsheet where you copy stuff from do you use logbook of the world i do
2: it took me a while to get into it though oh, man what a what a job getting that running!
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, once it runs, it, it it runs pretty good. Yeah, but um, so I'm I'm using this spreadsheet that somebody created. I wish I could give the guy credit. I don't know who he is, but uh, he uh, created this spreadsheet where you basically, uh, you know, and you create your own award there in in uh, law book of the world, and then you start adding credits to it as you work people. And uh, he made a a spreadsheet uh, in. Uh, Uh, Microsoft Excel, where you can basically copy from Logbook of the World in your VUCC uh, uh, listing of the calls. You just copy them over, you drop them into this spreadsheet, and then there's a map, and it pops up, and you can actually see the map of uh, what grid squares you've worked and what ones you still need to work, and boy, I have so few out west as I look at this, I worked one guy in California and I never got a card from him. Um, I worked one guy in, uh, in Arizona and I did get a card from him. Actually, uh, actually we've talked on the phone a few times, but it's exciting. Um, it really is exciting. I, I absolutely love, but uh, I mean, the adrenaline really gets pumping when you're working uh, these, uh, you know, these, these satellites. I mean, the passes don't run a good pass, you know, what, you know, 15 minutes long or something like that. It's uh, when I looked, uh, when that pass was over this morning from AO92, and I looked at this piece of paper and I looked, I counted eight, I worked eight contacts during that pass. I'm thinking somebody's going to think I'm a, I'm a setcom pig <laughs> just hogging up the pass. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> well, a lot of them were calling you though. Well, they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah And I've I I've had that, that. Exp- yeah,
2: that's- I've had that experience too. And it seems like I do much better on the low elevation ones. In fact, I worked one that was under four degrees to my east uh, a couple of days ago, and I had a ton of contacts on that one, and it was all good no strong kidding. signals. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, it
3: couldn't have been a very long pass. If no, it was, if, 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 no, huh? It was about
2: seven wow, seven minutes. But I'm I'm in a good location. Well, it was- I'm up on a hill here, and we don't have a lot of trees or anything in the way, so, I mean, it's just a great place for satellites.
3: Well, I'm at the highest point in my county. Okay. And if there were no trees, I could see for miles in just about any direction. Uh, However, I live in a pecan orchard, (laughs) (laughs) And, and across the highway from me, are hundreds of acres of pecan trees um that that's a real you know uh pecan farm over there yeah so so i i have trees no matter what direction i look in i have trees it's just a, there's if, if i was going to go someplace that didn't have trees you know i'd have to go uh You know, uh, I'd have to roam. I'd have to go to, like, the high school or something like that and go out in the middle of the park a lot when uh, when there's nobody around or something like that. Because we have lots of trees. That's one thing about Georgia. It's just, you know, it's just loaded with trees.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, years ago, I used to do QSL cards. In fact, I had my own QSL card printing business for uh, five years. Oh, my. And I have my cards probably in every country in the world, but then of course the band changed with the solar cycle, and it all dropped off. So I just shut it down, and I have not received a QSL card for, gosh, 10, 15 years. All of a sudden, oh, all of a sudden, getting into uh, satellites, it's all changed. Everybody's sending me QSL yeah. cards now. I don't know if that's because don't you love that. I do. In fact, I finally got my box of cards. I had them printed here, and you've probably seen them on the Facebook group. But uh, just shipped out a, a dozen of them yesterday, or actually this morning, so uh, responding to the ones that were so kind and sending me a card. And probably that's because I wasn't on LOTW.
3: Oh, yeah, well, that's probably so. I mean, most of the guys are pretty happy just getting, a, you know, getting a, a confirmation on Law Book of the World. Right. It says on my QRZ page, you know, something to the effect that, uh, you know, I use Law Book of the World. Uh, but uh, love to get cards, and you know, uh, always send return card, and no uh, SASE is necessary. I just got a card yesterday from AI Nine N in Oldenburg, Indiana, and I've yeah, I've got a, a handful of cards uh, since I've been uh, working the satellites. It's uh, it's great to get cards; I love them.
2: Are you on Twitter too? Then because they got a, quite a fellowship among some of these uh, satellite ops up there.
3: Yeah, I, I'm on Twitter. I, I actually thought that. Uh, yeah, I, I aren't we friends or whatever they call it on Twitter. I think probably I think are. Maybe we are. Yep, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of I, fun. I want to. I want to say that you sent me a message on Twitter that told me about the Digicom Cafe on Facebook. It could be. I, I think that's. I think that's what happened. Uh, you you saw a post uh, that I had made on Twitter, and then you, yeah, you sound like the kind of guy that might like the Digicom Cafe on Facebook, and then uh, I became uh, you know a, a member of that group, and then you had made a post on Digicom Cafe. Uh, Good grief! Uh, I, it's been it's been more more than a few days ago, but you said, hey, I'd, I'd like to know how many people really read this. Yes. <laughs> and I saw it a couple of days later, and I and I responded. I said, hey, I'm reading what you wrote, yep. but you posted it a couple of days ago. I'm just not on Facebook very much.
2: I remember that, too. But, and yeah. thank you for responding. I know Facebook does. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they do throttle back on what people see. It would be just overwhelming if, uh, I mean, like right now, I've got close to 4,000 friends on my normal Facebook account. There's no way I want to see everybody's posts.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we follow each other uh, on the yeah. Did you? I'm looking at uh, at uh, Denny k 5 dcc Digicom Cafe, and we follow each other there. I, yeah, I get, and you're you're there individually too. On, right. On, 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 Twitter, but yeah.
2: yeah. And I understand a lot of people don't trust it. They don't like it. And so they don't want it to be a part of Facebook at all. So we do have another community portal. It's a Mighty Networks thing. It's uh, digicomcafe.mn.co. No advertisements. It's just, uh, just us guys that like to share amateur radio and faith together and uh, if you've not not Good. seen Should that. Can I
3: have
0: that again?
2: Would you, would you give that to me again, please? Yeah, digicomcafe.mn, for Mighty Networks.co. The link is on my oh, website, great. too. In fact, if you clicked on the, uh, oh, I think that uh, cafe icon at the top now goes to my Discord server. That's another place where we can fellowship. I have a Discord server, and there we can actually chat with one another. You can have video chats, mm-hmm. group chats, text and we've got an AMSAT uh, text thing where we have webhooks bringing in all the posts on Twitter from uh, AMSAT. So, a uh, nice place to hang out.
3: Um, let me ask you, Denny, are you a member of uh, the QCWA? No. You
2: probably know uh, KC. You probably know KC Five FM, don't you, Lloyd Colston?
3: I I do I think
2: yeah he's from so. uh, he's up in Nebraska Kansas but anyway he's uh, I think a member of the K Q C W A he's big on uh, C W.
3: Um well you know there, there's phone nets too okay um but the, the reason I asked because uh, obviously you've been a ham long enough you could be a member but um I got an email last evening from the the net control station that he basically runs the nets or basically has other P he schedules people to do the and I was just so honored. He uh he asked me if I would be willing to be a net control station on the Q C W A. Huh. Because I'm I'm always loud. He's on the West Coast and uh I'm always loud and People in the Midwest hear me and everything like that. Obviously, it's that the band is a little bit long. They're not going to hear me on the East Coast here. But uh, yeah, I uh, I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, have uh, to I'm, check I'm, it I'm, out. I'm not let it go to my head. But yeah, well, you, well, you should. Uh, it's uh, there's a twenty meter net on uh, Sunday afternoons. Let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So twenty one hundred Zulu. Twenty-one hundred Zulu on fourteen decimal three four seven, and uh, just a, it's just a good group of guys, and you really meet some interesting people. Um, I actually have a book here written by one of the guys, uh, WA five FRF Steve Kerwin. He's in uh, he's in Texas. He's a retired scientist, and he dealt with RF uh, all his life. And he's written a book. It's radio propagation and antennas. And um, I'm really enjoying the book. I just got started on the book a couple days ago, and I'm hmm. um, just a little bit at a time. But it's a it's a simple book. Um, you know, I've studied radio propagation and all that business for a long, long time, and. You know, there's so much math and everything involved. Matter of fact, I've I've got a textbook right here. This is The the Solar Terrestrial Environment by J.K. Hartgraves from Cambridge Atmospherics and Space Science. And I mean, it's just so much math. And Steve's book is just much more practical uh, for those of us that like to experiment, not just know exactly how everything works, but, you know, just a more practical, uh, more of like a, what you might get from the WRL. So, uh, anyway, he's a, he's one of the guys. See, as a matter of fact, he's one of the net control stations on the uh, QCWA. Good people. Yeah, you'll have to join us in the net sometime.
2: I'll have to do that. Well, this has been fun. I, and I should have told you up front that this is being recorded for my podcast, which I will go through and edit and make sure that it's all cleaned up nicely for us. But uh, you will be my main podcast uh, item for today's show. So appreciate uh, you taking the time and you've been well, an excellent you know, I, guest.
3: I've, I've, well, I I well, I appreciate that. I I've really enjoyed the chat. I I just naturally assumed uh, <laughs> after we've been talking for a few minutes that uh, that you were recording things and that's fine. Um I don't think I said anything incriminating. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> there might be uh, might be some things we just
2: might want to just edit out of this thing, and I can do it very easily and uh, make it sound good. Oh, real, of course, really. really good. Yeah, yeah. But this has been fun. I hope we can uh, talk to each other again down the road. I've got another interview, uh, another guy I worked. Uh, he's uh, already responded. He wanted to work AO91 first, and he said, give me a heads up oh. a half hour before, <laughs> and uh, we'll get his story in here too, and also another uh, Christ follower. So uh, <laughs> Awesome. It,
3: it seems. Well, I do hope to work uh, an analog bird today. Um, I but I got to tell you, uh, making eight contacts on that AO ninety two contact this, or pass this morning really made my day. Sure, because we didn't have very much QRM. No, it was you pretty know, clear. Sometimes you just have people keying up, and you got all this you know these signals bouncing, and then the satellites process and everything, and you can't pull out somebody. Today, everybody was a gentleman, like ham radio is supposed to be. Right. And uh, it worked great. Everybody seemed to work everybody that wanted to work anybody today. So I uh, really enjoyed the pass. Yeah. And, uh, Denny, I've enjoyed the the, uh, the conversation here.
2: Thanks. I've really enjoyed it, too. And I'm going to send you one of my new QSL cards, so uh, be ready. <laughs> well, I'll get you one back. I'll, I'll, I'll be ready. All right, sounds good. Well, WY4X, this is K5DCC Echo mike 36. Thanks for the contact. <laughs>
3: My pleasure, 7-3, and God bless.
2: God bless you, too. And I'll be praying for you for your, uh, your operation or your uh, procedure tomorrow. Procedure tomorrow. Thank you so much. You, I very much appreciate it. You will be a new man. The more the better. Yep. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Okay. Thank you. You bet. God bless. Bye-bye now. Bye.
3: Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for visiting and listening to this radio on The Rocks Cafe cast. This podcast can be heard on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher apps plus the embedded Anchor.fm widget at digicomcafe.com. You can also listen to all of our cafe casts on your Amazon devices by asking Alexa to play radio on the rocks. Now, please stand by for a word from one of our sponsors.
0: Is there somebody that you know that's trying to get their ham ticket? trying to ham test online it's easy there's no drudgery to it there's no dread to it and right now you can get the technician exam study guide that's normally twenty-nine ninety-five, and right now during this sale price it's only nineteen ninety-five. that's right that's the technical study guide for the tech license for ham test online now let them log in to ham Test Online and let them follow the program study guide. They'll get their ticket in a matter of a few days. Right now, the price is reduced to 1995. So get online. And if you've already got all of your tickets, then ham it forward by buying this study program for someone who's trying and wants to get into HAM radio. Hamtestonline.com. That's hamtestonline.com.